I went to Starbucks before I came here. They always spell, always, without fail, spell my name Mia. Mm. Like, that's a different name. Like, Maya. And I sometimes I spell it out. I'm like, M-A-Y-A, because it's quick, it's fast to spell. Nope. <laughs> I feel like that's a name you can't mess up, really. I mean, you can, but, like... You have to try. If they mess up with Maya, how do they do with, like, m- a little bit more complex names? Like, yeah. Jebediah or something. <laughs> That's not a little bit more complex. That was a big jump. Jebediah, they they get Jebediah right every time. It's (laughs) perfect every time. Every time. Yeah. But not Maya. That was the first name I thought of. Why is that the first name I thought of? Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister. And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. And Jackie, tell everyone where in the world you are today. I, today I'm in Oahu, Hawaii. What have you been doing in Hawaii? <laughs> um, I have been... Enjoying the sunshine. I've been wearing an incredible amount of sunscreen, still have a sunburn, but uh, when I got off the airplane and it was sunny, I did tear up a little bit. I've been to Target several times, but mainly just to walk around because I'm still too overwhelmed to buy something. (laughs) There's just so much. Because there's no Targets in Japan. There's so much. No targets, right. and there's just so many options. And you know, asking someone to help you and have them be able to immediately communicate and have that transaction be over in like a two minute process mm-hmm. and have full understanding yeah. is overwhelming. So I asked someone where something was, and then I got a little emotional about how easy it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you okay, ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been eat. I've been going to every farmer's market that I can find, and I've been eating a ton of mangoes and watermelon and pineapple. Awesome. Wow, that's so nice. Well, I do miss my cat. Yeah. No. She is a cat sitter, but I've gotten a lot of a lot of pictures of her when she's desperate for for attention. Mm. She just flops herself at your feet and, and begs you to pet her. So that's the current state of anyone who enters our household. Well, we're so happy that you're back <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, Me after, too. After being on last week, um, so we're in proper seven this week, and. Like every week, our Faith to Go resources, which you can find on the website at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go, are based on the gospel reading from this past Sunday. So uh, Maya is going to read the gospel, and then we're each going to highlight something from the gospel. And it's Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them on the boat. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? All right. Nice and short this week. Can I see it? Yeah, right. 
Oh, you, you're going first. Um, I love it. It's very nice. So uh, just a couple things. One, could you read that first verse again? <laughs> David. Okay. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. So this is a great example of why we need to add context to the things that we're talking about. Because right. none of that makes any sense if you don't know what has just happened or where they are or uh, who who is them. What yeah. is that day? Just as he was. The other side of what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Jesus is, if you listen to the podcast last week, this is right after last week's gospel, which was Jesus talking about the seed growing, the mustard seed, and the parables. And like we said last week, he's talking just directly to the 12 disciples. Those are the only people that are around. Before that, he had been talking to a really large group of people beside the Sea of Galilee, which is in the northern part of the region, like far north of Jerusalem. And so when he is talking to the disciples on the same day that he had just been talking to them about the parables, and they're crossing over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee in a boat. So that's yes. where they are. Uh, so Maya is going to go first in highlighting something from the story. So something that... I could relate to personally and I think a lot of us can because I feel like the disciples were always confused always bewildered always terrified or in awe I just imagine their mouths were always open mm -hmm. um, because like agape I can relate to that because they were human um, you know the apostles I mean they were just they were people the disciples they were just people and we forget that, that they were probably really confused all the time. Mm -hmm. And that really struck me when they were waking Jesus up after he was sleeping on a cushion, uh, just chillaxing. And they said they were waking him up when the storm was happening. That looks particularly frightening. Um, and they said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So I could relate to that because when something that I think is bad is happening, I... I don't know. I always feel suddenly abandoned by God. Mm. Uh, just instantaneously, it just mm -hmm. flies out the window. Um, not all the time, but there are times where I felt that way. And if not abandoned, like if I feel him there, but I know he's there, and it's like, well, why don't you do something? You just, like this indifference, because it's less than him not being there. Because if he wasn't there, then he wouldn't do anything. But him being there and then choosing to let this happen. Uh -huh. it's, it's, I feel indignant. I stomped my foot. Right. I was like, come on. And it's pretty demanding of me. But um, I can relate to that because it is really like panic and despair where I feel that way in those moments. Um, and like I know bad things happen. I mean, we see it all the time, bad things happening to good people. And... So that's what I said. Like, I know God's there, but when I know he's there and I feel like he's not doing anything, that's when I feel even more yeah. despair because, like, faith. Yeah. It's like, I know you're here, so wake up and do something. Yeah. Just like they could see Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said something about how faith isn't, like, because you have faith, bad, like, having faith that bad things won't happen to you. Mm -hmm. But rather that when those bad things happen, because they do, or when suffering happens or those situations arise, that God is there. Mm -hmm. But I'm still frustrated because if he's there, then why why don't you intercede right. and do something? Yeah, and it's it's like reading, thinking about it right now, it's like 
the the disciples have no reason to believe that by waking Jesus up, Jesus is going to save them from the storm. Right. They don't know like, that. I feel like they yeah. don't have the evidence to say we're right. going to do this. They couldn't. They probably weren't assuming. There's a few things. One, they're all fish. A lot of them are fishermen, so it's we can pretty much assume that they have been out on the sea in storms like this before. So I don't know if it's so much that they were, when Jesus says, um, why are you afraid? Yeah. When Jesus says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? I don't know if it's so much that they were afraid of, I'm sure they were afraid, but I wouldn't, I I can't imagine that they had never been in a situation like this before enough to be afraid more than they had been at another time, that they were going to die. Or that Jesus could do something that they couldn't, because they were probably experienced with boats, and they were doing all they could, and that somehow this guy who probably wasn't a fisherman, that he could do something that we can't. Yeah. So when it's saying, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing, I think it's not so much, Jesus, do something, because we know that if you just woke up, you could calm the storm. It's more like, we're all scared and you're just there sleeping and not being with us. And so like nonchalant. wake up and be with us. Right. You know? That's kind of what I was saying. It's like, I know you're there. Like, Jesus was physically there. They knew he was in the boat. Like, yeah. he was physically there. Mm-hmm. But they wanted him to be present and, all, and yeah. in it with them and, yeah. and for them to feel his presence. Right. And right. So then, So then I think that when Jesus says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? It's not that he was saying... You have no faith that I was going to wake up and save you. Mm-hmm. I think it's more that when they say, do you not care that we are perishing? It's Jesus saying, why do you fear that I don't care about you? Why do you not have faith that I care about you? You know, that that's what, that's the faith part, I think. When in the midst of the storm, like you were saying before, in the midst of the storm, when painful, scary things are happening, if I... Faith, like you said, isn't the absence of bad things happening, but believing that God still cares about me and is with me even when they're happening. Right. And that even that God is suffering with me, just as Jesus is in the boat. You know, God is with me when those things are happening. So it's not that my faith means that God's going to save me from every bad thing. Mm -hmm. But my faith is that I, I can believe that God does care. You know, that's the thing, because in my most recent faith journey, I've come to like, yes, God is there, but almost like he's just sitting next to me. But Mm -hmm. my what I really desire is for him to be like holding me through it and really feel that he like you said, that he's suffering with me. He's not just present, but he's like in it. Yeah. And also, like, how are we looking for God in our lives? Mm -hmm. Like in those in those chaotic moments where we are scared, you know, are we are we only focusing on that, or are we looking towards the moments and the people that are calm, yeah, person That's, that are people that we aren't gravitating towards because we're not paying attention to the right stuff. And that's the hardest thing to do, I think, when there is a crisis or when we're grieving or when we're really in pain and, and sad and suffering, is to recognize how God may be moving amongst us in the midst of this whole situation and especially like you're saying in the people that are surrounding us at least especially really recently like when i've been in the midst of real suffering and sadness i've recognized god moving 
most in the people around me that are there supporting me and being with me and helping me through it. And, yeah, so I, I think there's a lot to that that you said about, you know, being aware of who is there and how God is working through those people that are supporting us in our community. This kind of leads into the thing that I wanted to talk about, and mine is, is just about this last verse. Um, and they, talking about the disciples, and they were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And, I mean, Mark's gospel moves pretty fast. There's, like, a lot of things that happen in each chapter. And this is an enti four entire chapters into Mark's gospel, and they're still asking the question, who is this? You know? And it seems pretty clear. Like, I know that there's amazing things that are happening, but think about what Jesus has already done in front of them. A lot. Uh, so after he calls the first disciples, he heals a man with an unclean spirit. He heals a man. He heals many people in Simon's house. He preaches. He cleanses a leper. He heals a paralytic. He uh, debates with the Pharisees. He heals a man with a withered hand. He teaches like thousands of people on the side of this of the lake of Galilee. He um, does this teaching about Beelzebub, about the parables. You know, he is like healed multiple people, probably dozens of people at this point, uh, and is doing all this teaching, and they're still like blown away by what he's doing. So I no pun intended. Yeah, wind. right, Sorry, right, I'm right. Done. I get it. I like <laughs> I. This really resonates me with me just because it helps me to have some compassion with myself and recognize the way that I do the same thing but also to just appreciate all the amazing ways that um, God surprises me still so and I think that that I think that this could just 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 keeps happening happening over and over and over the way that that God surprises me and like things that happen in my life and people that come into my life and, and the people that are already in my life, the way they like support me. Um, it's like if I, I just, I appreciate the disciples honesty here because I have the same reaction based on my own reflections on my life and the way that things have happened in my life and the way that I have felt, you know, God moving in my life. Like it shouldn't surprise me anymore. No, but it yeah. but it does. It's exhilarating all the time. Yeah, you know, and I am like blown away by by like how things develop and how I ask for help and people are there to help me. I'm just amazed that there are people that are around me that you know love me and care about me and and are there to help and to be with me, and that I think is God moving in my life personally. Um, but also, but also on in smaller ways, like I know, it's just amazing how quickly, how quickly my own anxieties and fears about the world kind of like close me off to the ways that I know really, really deep down that I am loved and connected to God, you know, and the there's things that I do like prayer or reading or writing that I know are so good for me, and then I just 
for some reason or another, I go a while without doing them, one of them or all of them. And then I do them again. I'm like, oh, man, these things are so great. Right. <laughs> like I didn't know it before. You know, so it's just that it's just that that tension of like being human, of knowing what is right in front of me and also totally forgetting it and always needing to be reminded. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's what I appreciate about the disciples here is like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they did know that Jesus could calm the storm, but I don't know if it should have been this surprising to them that he did. Right. But at the same time, God is just kind of like, it feels like the possible, there, there is nothing impossible. No. And at the same, and still when amazing things happen, you know, it's so nice to kind of be blown away by them. Well, and I think that note about the disciples that you said, David, does lead into my point today. Um, and mine is about how the disciples are people that we view as walking the walk and talking the talk. Um, but Mark's portrayal of the disciples and their shortcomings is a great reminder mm-hmm. to us today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and while we can still look to the disciples for their guidance, it's important that we remember that they also made mistakes mm-hmm. um, and that we can't expect ourselves to not make mistakes either and to not find ourselves where we're doubting God and doubting Jesus. And, and in those chaotic moments, it, it is okay when we look back at them and we realize that God was there the whole time and we were distracted. It's okay to recognize that we've made those mistakes and that we will continue to. Um, and that Mark warns us to not be too certain of our, of ourselves and our worthiness to be on God's inner circle, Mm -hmm. but also that everyone is still worthy. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Because it's, like, even though, like, as far as knowing, like, you know, like, physically, like, being there, they're the ones who knew Jesus the most. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think of when he talks in parables, they didn't understand it any more than we do when we read it the first time. Mm -hmm. Because they were all very esoteric. It's like, yeah, they were the closest, but were they? (laughs) Yeah. And even though, and and just before this, it says that Jesus was, like, that Jesus explained, explained it to them privately. And so right. even this, like you said, Jackie, this inner circle of people that are getting the inside look at Jesus still don't get it, and that makes it okay for us to not get it too. Right. You know, <laughs> even like, if the, the best, the best, or not best, the best, but VIP of VIP. Like is there, there I, I think it's safe to say that no one has a more personal relation, has ever had a more personal right. relationship with Jesus than these disciples, including mm-hmm. anyone that exists today. And so for the fact that even these people that are on the inside are somehow also kind of on the outside looking in trying to figure it out makes it okay that we are on the outside trying to figure it out too. And really that means Mm -hmm. maybe it means not so much that we're all on the outside but that we're all on the inside. Like we're all – if this inner circle – if this is the behavior of people in the inner circle, then we're all in the inner circle. We're all – the right there, boat. relating with Jesus. <laughs> Get it? Relating with Jesus, just doing our best to figure out what the heck is going on all the time. That's what it's like. They're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just trying to figure it out. Still. I think. And that's okay. That's where we're supposed to be. That's where the disciples were. And that's and Jesus had been teaching them like one-on-one. 
So <laughs> it's okay to still be figuring it out, I think. Yeah. So that's our three things, I think. Yeah. Uh, number one was Maya talking about um, how oh. God is with us no matter what is happening. And in the midst of our suffering, God is there and suffering with us. Number two um, was mine. And that was about always being surprised uh, by God's moving in my life, no matter how many times I've recognized it, it's always still surprising. And yet there's this part of, and, and like the disciples don't get it still, there's this part of me that's never going to quite get what is going on. I'm just doing my best. Which leads to Jackie's, which is the third one, which is that even these people that were in this inner circle of Jesus uh, are still trying to figure it all out, and, and we're all in that inner circle with them trying to figure it all out. There's nobody on the outside, no matter who they are. So uh, Maya is going to read the scripture one more time after us having that discussion. So see if you hear anything new based on what we said. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe, and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? All right. Thanks, Maya. Uh, all right, everybody, go make sure you check out the Faith to Go resources for this week, available at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. Also on that website, you can sign up for our weekly emails, which go out every Sunday morning and have all of the resources in them. It uh, makes it a little bit easier to use it on your mobile device and You'll always know that they're posted because you get them right to your phone. You can sign up for that. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Faith2Go and go and rate and review the podcast to help other people find it on iTunes. That's our show for this week. We'll be back in your feed a week from today on July 1st, proper 8. But until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.